Hi there. Welcome to Take the Stage, the podcast for speakers on the speaking life. We're going to dive into what it means to run a speaker business, how to get booked, how to keep your records, how to create messages that matter and make a difference. I'm Mary Snyder. I'm your host. I'm so excited you're here, and I'm here to help you take the stage. Hey there, I hope you're having a great day wherever you're listening to me. Before we dive in today, I want to talk to you about my email list. Are you on it? If not, get on it. Takethestagepodcast.com. Select one of those resources. Get on the email list. I only send one email a week unless I have something fun to share, like a workshop or something like that. Also, are you in the Facebook group? That is the community of speakers like you. This is where your people are. I don't want you to miss out on this. You'll find that on Facebook. Just do a search, take the stage speakers. So today we're talking about the power of your voice. You know, we've talked a lot about presentation skills through these last couple of years, but we're talking specifically about your voice and not just the power of your voice on the stage, but the power of your voice to get you onto the stage. So a little bit different if you were thinking, I've heard this. So I want to just do a couple of things, just to overview. First of all, your voice consists of three things. It is your volume, it is your intonation, and your pacing. So your intonation is the rising and the falling in the tones. It's the going up and going down. It's almost like the melody of the way you speak. Now, as women, I am going to caution you not to use upspeak, which is what I just did. Because when we talk like this and we go up at the end, so what do you think about my podcast? It's a question. And of saying, what do you think about my podcast? Very different tones and very different messages. If you want to supercharge your message, You need to tap into the power of your voice, your volume, the way you use your voice, the way you focus on words. It will shift the way, the meaning and the way your message lands. So think about this. If I were to say, I want you to follow up on this, that feels different than I want you to follow up two different things. Obviously, the first one, it's very pointed at you. You're the one that's supposed to follow up. The second one is get it followed up on. But let's talk specifically about your voice and getting booked to speak. Because as a speaker, you are going to get booked based on a few things. The first thing is, how did you get your foot in the door? So did you find a connection with this person? Maybe they heard about you from a friend. Maybe you were referred. Maybe it was a cold call and they like what they read. Because typically the first thing they're going to hear from you could be a printed document. It could be your one sheet. It could be the email to get them to your one sheet. Think about the levels you're going through and then communication. Then they read your one sheet and they like that. They looked at a video. They like that. Now you're going to have a conversation with them. And this is where your voice is going to play a huge part. 
Because in a conversation, they're going to either believe that you are a powerful communicator who knows her message and cares about the audience, or they're not. So how do we get that across? Well, I'm going to give you some things to remember to not do. When she asks you a question, and she likely will, let's make up a question. So let's say our event planner says, so Mary, why a message around what it means to laser focus on one person? Why that message? And if my response were, well, so, so here's the thing. I, many years ago, I was a speaker and was just getting started and I didn't really know how to talk to people. So I just kind of did a lot of, um, you know, just kind of broad range, uh, sort of, sort of like, um, if you think about like how vanilla ice cream, do you see where I'm going with this? I am rambling now, same question, different answer. So let me tell you why. The reason laser focus is so important to me is that I spent the first 10 years of my speaker life not knowing who I was speaking to. And because I did not have a grasp of who she was, I did not know what she needed from me. So teaching speakers and all communicators to laser focus on one person is important to me because I know that's how you reach the people. It's how you make a difference. It's how you reach the one that God has equipped you and called you to serve. See the difference? Very serious, very secure, knew what I was talking about. Now, what if we are in the dreaded conversation about money? Yeah, money. That's such a tough one. It's the one that rattles everyone. It rattles me. I'm just being completely honest. I consistently have people, what is your fee? And I take a breath and then I say it. And I've had people say, well, that's a lot considering you're only going to be speaking two times or one time. I've had people say, okay. And then I recently had somebody say, I think you should go up. So be prepared for all the responses. But here's what we won't do. You ask that question, the one that I've taught you to ask, the what is your speaker budget? And the return from that is maybe she says, we don't have a budget. What is your fee? This is where it gets tricky because if you don't know your fee, then you don't have any way to answer. Let's say your fee is $700 and you've determined that because you've been listening to me and I made you make a fee. Say your fee is $700 and you come back with, well, sometimes I, I mean, sometimes I get 700, but sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I only do it for 300. I, I mean, so, I mean, I could do it for, so, so, I mean, I could, do you see how unsure I sound? What about this? My fee $700. That's my typical fee for a one night event. I don't say anything else. I don't say I can negotiate. I don't offer to make it cheaper. That's my fee. That is respected. 
Now she may come back and say, well, we've never paid more than 500. What do I say? Well, I understand that. Are you the final decision maker on this or do you need to present it to a committee? I've put the ball back into her court. So now she can come back and say, no, I can make the decision. Or she can come back and say, no, I have to take it to the committee. You can respond either way. If she comes back and says, no, I'm the decision maker, you can ask, well, the 700 work for this event. You're not asking her to make it cheaper. You're not asking her to lower it. She's not asking you. And she may come back. But do you see how the way in which I speak changes everything? You come across as more assured. Now, let's take that out of the negotiation and put it onto the stage. When you stand on the stage to speak, the way you enunciate your words, the way you speak your words, the way you communicate with your tonality, your voice going up and down, it going louder and then much quieter, that speaks volumes. When I'm telling a hard part of a story, I tend to get quieter and softer and slower. And I will physically lean into the audience. And what I mean by that is if I'm on the stage, I will typically squat, not really deep, my knees won't do that, but typically squat a little bit and lean out over the audience. If you could see me right now, that is physically what I am doing in this moment. Because when I do that, it makes it feel like a much more connected moment that we are leaning in together. It's a really wonderful exercise as a communicator. So as you're telling the harder parts of your story, and y'all have heard me tell a little bit of um, having a brain aneurysm and notice that you could die, you could be blind and the percentages. When I tell that, I tell it very slowly And then I pause because when you drop a bomb, like I heard the doctor say, there is a 10% chance you will not make it out of surgery. There is a 20% chance you will be blind in your right eye. That needs a minute. I said that because let me say it different. So the doctor said, um, it's like, uh, I might die or I might be blind. Who knows? We'll see. Completely different delivery. Let me tell you about a recent experiment, a message that was what is called an appeal. It is where I speak on behalf for compassion, and I talk about the power of sponsorship. And I tell a story. Now, the story is very funny. The story has lots of humor. It's all about me going down a mountain I didn't think I ever wanted to come back up the mountain because going down was so hard. I had decided I was going to live at the base of the mountain. And so there's a lot of laughter and there's some pictures I put up and they're very unattractive of my backside going up the mountain. And so lots of laughter, lots of funny stuff. But then I switch over and I take the audience into a serious moment when a little boy asked me a question. And when I announced his response... And the question he asked me is, how far do you walk for water? Because the whole story is about me going to get water and how silly I thought it was that they only gave me this little token carrier. 
and how I could carry more water than that. And then I realize half mile into this that we are going down a mountain and I'm going to have to come back up. So funny, funny, funny. And then the little boy looks at me as I'm retelling the story through the translator. He looks at me and he goes, well, how far do you walk for water? Well, when I said that, because I had trained my audience to laugh at that point, and I didn't change my tone enough, I didn't give them the message, the cue, we're switching gears, they laughed. It threw me. But then as I watched the video recording, yes, I record myself and watch it back, I realized I had done exactly what I preach against. I had whiplashed my audience because you see, I took them from funny, funny, funny to very serious. And so I had to figure out how to change that. And I did. And I also did a longer pause. And then I added a disclaimer to that. So because it is a funny story, it has almost a sing-song cadence because humor does seem to have a sing-song cadence. And I get to this point and I say, and he was sitting across the table from me, his huge dark eyes, and he leaned over and he said these words through a translator and they wrecked me. You see, I prepared my audience that I am now not laughing and I got them ready. The power of the way you use your voice to communicate. This is why it is so essential to record yourself. Listen to what you're saying. As I was creating this podcast episode, I did the very thing I was teaching you not to do with Upspeak. It was ending on a up note. One of the questions when I was discussing the finances I ended it on an up note. And let me tell you what that sounds like. So I think that's fair, don't you? I think that's fair, don't you? You feel the difference? When you go up speak, it's like you are asking permission from the person who is listening. It's a common thing among women. We often do it without realizing we're doing it. So practice, practice, practice. Record yourself, listen, find those little things that aren't working and make them better. That is what will make you a master communicator. All right, you have a great rest of your day. Bye for now. Thank you for spending your time with me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, you will find links in the show notes and those can be found wherever you're listening to this or at takethestagepodcast.com. I'm Mary R. Snyder, and as always, I am here to help you craft a message that matters and take that message to the stage. Until next week, have a good one.